Father's Day. We've already heard about it, haven't we? Any fathers got their breakfast in bed? No. No. I've still one at home. He's 25, and there was no way he was getting out of bed this morning before I was up. No chance. So I never got my breakfast in bed. But I thank Pastor Matt. He had the bacon on this morning for me, so thank you, Pastor Matt. We're down every Sunday, and we have a poor breakfast for the uh, team. So I was able to get breakfast this morning. But uh, happy Father's Day. I know Father's Day means a, a lot of things to a lot of people, a lot of different things to a lot of people. But we thank you that you're here this morning. Oh, so being Father's Day, I had to speak on the love of the Father. Pastor, Pastor Matt again mentioned it as we came around the table. How God the Father has lavished his love upon us. I pray that you will be blessed this morning with, from the word of God. Just before we turn to God's word, could we just bow our heads in a word of prayer. Father God, we thank you for the opportunity today to come into your presence, Lord, to sing your praises, to come around the table, Lord, and to remember what our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ did for each and every one of us at the cross. And now, Lord, we just pray as we open up your word and share a few thoughts. I pray, Father God, that you would speak for me and through me. Oh, Lord, we've just given you all the honor and all the glory. These things we ask in the Savior's name. Amen. Now, apparently I've got 20 minutes this morning. And I'll try my best. You know what I'm like when I go off in one. But, but I can't because we've an hour meeting to set up. Maybe in the third service and go on a bit. But uh, you've got me, I think, for 20 minutes. Hallelujah. How often, and especially on Father's Day, I do personally anyway that, that I thank that I thank the Lord for my own father. My own father hasn't been well, and all being well, he's going to come out to the next service here this morning because he's always cared for me. He's always provided for me. He's always been nerfed for me. And every day I think you and I should thank our Heavenly Father for who he is and what he has done for you and I through Jesus Christ the Lord. We sing this week chorus, don't we? Let the weak say, I am strong. Let the poor say, I am rich. Let the blind say, I can see. It's what the Lord has done in me. So this morning, for the short time that I have, I just want to take you all to the book of Psalms and chapter 103. And we're going to read it together. My wee mate is going to do the, the clicker for me, aren't you, son? Good man. So if you have your Bibles, you can follow it with me or it'll be on the board uh, behind me. Psalm 103. I want to read the whole psalm just to take in the context of what the psalmist is saying to us this morning. Praise the Lord, my soul and, and my inmost being. Praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not his benefits, who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles, 
The Lord works righteousness and, judgment and, and, and justice for all the oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his deeds to the people of Israel. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. He will not always accuse, nor will he harbor his anger forever. He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. For he knows how we are formed. He remembers that we are dust. The life of mortals is like grass. Like grass, They flourish like a flower of the field. The wind blows over it and it is gone and its place remembers it no more. But from everlasting to everlasting, the Lord's love is with those who fear him and his righteousness with their children's children, with those who keep his covenant and remember to obey his precepts. The Lord has established his throne in heaven and his kingdom rules over all. Praise the Lord, you his angels, you mighty ones who do his bidding, who obey his word. Praise the Lord, all his heavenly hosts, you his servants who do his will. Praise the Lord, all his works everywhere in his dominion. Praise the Lord, O my soul. Oh, hallelujah. The NIV says, bless the Lord, O my soul. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. This morning, I just want to share with you some thoughts, as I said, from 103. The Psalms, see the Psalms can uh, comprise the ancient hymnal of God's people. The poultry, the prayers were often set to music. The Psalms express the emotion of the individual to God or about God. Different types of Psalms were written to communicate different feelings and thoughts regarding a Psalmist's situation. For example, you see the Psalms of Lament express the authors crying out to God in difficult circumstances. Thanksgiving Psalms usually reflect the author's gratitude for a personal deliverance or a provision from God. Psalms of praise like this one portrays the, author, the author's offering of direct admiration for God. We will do well to get through these verses with the time that is allotted me this morning, but we will try. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me. I want to emphasize that, 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 that line this morning as we carry on in our thoughts. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Hallelujah. Blessed be your name, Lord. So to bless means to say things about the Lord in a spirit of admiration, a spirit of gratitude, or a spirit of wonder. The Hebrew word here for bless or for praise is the word called barak. It just simply means kneeling before God in humble submission, bowing down in admiration. See, to praise God, when we read the scriptures, when Aaron the high priest blessed the people, he lifted his hands towards them as an act of, of conferring a blessing. And we read that in Leviticus 9, verse 22. When Jesus blessed his disciples at his ascension, 
He lifted his hands towards them in Luke 24, verse 50. When we bless God, you and I, we, we sometimes, we often extend our hands, don't we, towards God in worship, following the pattern of the Old Testament and the early church. But this blessing, and this blessing in Psalm 103 was no mere gesture. The psalmist prays with his whole heart. He pours out his heart before God in worship. As I said, the King James says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. The Amplified Bar puts it like this, And all that is deep within me. The NIV, as we've just read, All my inmost being. And the New Jerusalem Bible puts it this way, From the depths of my being. You see, the way this psalm begins, David is prodding himself, he's prompting, he's urging himself, he's stirring himself up to bless the Lord, to, to praise the Lord. And how, how can we not on Father's Day bless the Lord, O oh my soul? We don't know the circumstances in which this was written, but since David was a man who knew the grace and the deliverance of God many times, it could have been written many times throughout his life. But Charles Spurgeon, however, thought that we should attribute the psalm to the latter end of his life. Because so many times throughout David's life, he's seen the power and the deliverance and the provision of God. And it compelled him. It compelled him to praise the Lord from the inmost part of his being. Clearly, David is remembering Church, we have just remembered our Lord around the table. And this morning, I want to remember you again about the love of God. David is reminding us about the love of the Father. I'm reminded, as I said at the start, I'm reminded every day of the love of my natural father. I'm reminded every day of, of the love of my heavenly Father. And David is reminding us today through, through the Psalms of his deliverance and his love towards each and every one of us. It is worth noting that this psalm has no requests in it, only rejoicing. There are no complaints, there are no petitions, there is no supplications, no asking for anything, no expression of disappointment, no sadness, no fear, just pure, passionate, personal, perpetual, which just means constant and never-ending, never praise towards God. And as we come to church today, I want to encourage you this Father's Day to come to our Heavenly Father with pure, passionate, personal, perpetual praise for all that he has done for you and for me and for all that he's going to do through our lives through Jesus Christ our Lord. What would our church services be like if we had this same attitude as David? Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Pastor Matt said at the, the pastor's Bible study, when he was speaking on the heart of worship, that we should even prepare our hearts before we even come to the meeting. Now, if that was in our, if that was in our minds continually, continually, we would be coming into the presence of God all of the time. And not just a mere gesture of praising the Lord and singing his praises and maybe lifting our arms up, but from the inmost part of our being, because of the gratitude 
that we have towards the Father. George Campbell Morgan, who was a British evangelist, a preacher, a leading Bible teacher, an author. He was the pastor of Westminster Chapel and he mentored Martin Lloyd-Jones. He says this, the psalmist addresses himself. He realizes that he has the power over himself, that he is able to give or to withhold that which is due to God. He has the power. Church, you have the power. I have the power to either withhold or to give what's due unto God. You have that decision to make every time you come into the presence of God. Even in your quiet times at home, you have that power to either withhold or to give what's due unto God. In every service that we hold in church, we have obviously, we always have a time of worship. Imagine none of us holding back. And we give God all the honor and all the glory and all the praise from the depths of our soul, from the inmost part of our being. I love our worship team and I, I love young Reese. And I don't know about you, but he does my heart good. He dances in the presence of God. And it causes me to dance at the back. See, every, if you ever see a commotion either at the front or at the back, it's either me or Reese. Because even David pre- uh, danced in the presence of the Lord. And I'm preaching to myself this morning. I'm encouraging myself as well as you this morning. That every time that you come into the presence of God, it's just not something that we just flippantly do. But we do it with the inmost part of our being. Morgan also said this. The one value of this opening verse is that it shows us that worship to the Father through his Son is not involuntary. It's not automatic. It calls for the coordination of all our powers. Now, what does that mean? I know, because I've come into church some days and my head's maybe not with it. Something's happened that morning or I've had a terrible week or, or whatever. And sometimes we walk through the outdoors and circumstances overwhelms us. And a lot of times we don't find ourselves in this place. And I'm no different. But like David, I have to prod myself. I have to encourage myself. I have to stir myself up when I have my quiet times, especially my quiet times on a Sunday morning, that I come to church and give it my all. Because it's not automatic church. It calls for the coordination of all our powers. You see, he says, he goes on to say, the sanctuary where you and I are here this morning, it's not a lounge. It's not a place of relaxation. We should enter it with all the powers of personality arrested, arranged and dedicated. Then we may render a service of praise that is worthy and acceptable. And I pray after today by the work of the Holy Spirit that you and I will be different every time we meet in the presence of God. That from this day on that you and I will be changed. That we'll have a different mindset. That we'll have the mindset of the psalmist as we come into the presence of God. David is so stirred up within himself to praise the Father. 
And even before we get to the benefits that I want to try and get to with the time. Now, I'm not looking at the back, so see my 20 minutes, give me that there, and I'll know when to shut up and I'll close it, right? Because I'm off on one here. But even before we get to the benefits, starting in verse 3, we will try to get on to them. I've painted a picture. So in my quiet times, as I was studying for, for today, I've painted a picture in my own heart what maybe David was thinking. I know what he was thinking because he goes on to tell us what he was thinking. But as he got to even just writing the words of the first verse, I want to paint a picture in my own heart. I painted a picture in my own heart what David was thinking when he penned the first verse of 103. And under this, you see, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, David wrote other Psalms predicting the death, the crucifixion of Jesus and his resurrection. You see, in, in, in Psalm 22, which David also wrote, it's, it's amazing because it predicts numerous separate elements about Jesus' crucifixion a thousand years even before it happened. In Psalm 22, verse 16, it says, And they have pierced my hands and my feet. In verse 17, the Messiah's bones will not be broken. I can count all my bones. In Psalm 22, verse 18, they divided my garments among them and they cast lots for my clothing. And we can read that in the New Testament, can't we? And then he sees, David sees the resurrection of Christ. In Psalm 16, verse 10, it says, because you you will not abandon me to the grave, nor will you let your Holy One see decay. Wow. Now, I don't know if this was on Peter's heart, because through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, we will, we will go on to see the benefits that, he, that God had blessed him with. But as he was penning this first verse, why was he praising God from the depths of our heart? Maybe because God had shown him a vision of the crucifixion of the coming Christ and his resurrection. I get that picture anyway. When Peter preached, when Peter preached his first gospel sermon, he boldly asserted that God had raised Jesus from the dead in Acts chapter 2. He then went on to explain that God had performed this miraculous deed in fulfillment of David's prophecy in Psalm 16. In fact, Peter quoted the word of David in detail. Paul did the same thing when he spoke to the Jewish community in Antioch. And Acts 13, verses 33 to 35. Like Peter, Paul declared that God had raised Jesus from the dead in fulfillment of Psalm 16, verse 10. Then David goes on and writes Psalm 132. And he says this, The Messiah will rule from his throne forever. And the verse 15 and 16, As king, the Lord will bring abundance he will bring salvation and he will bring joy. Then in verse 17 of the same psalm, this king that, that comes from David will have dominion, will have strength, and all his enemies will be defeated. So this picture that could have been, I've just painted that picture for you, as I don't know what was on David's heart, but maybe that was the picture because he's seen the death, the crucifixion, and the resurrection of Christ. And he starts to pen Psalm 103. Is it any wonder David is prodding himself and prompting himself and urging himself and stirring stirring himself up to praise the Lord, to bless the Lord? Church, how can we sit in our seats knowing what we know? 
We have the scriptures, don't we? Oh, hallelujah, what God the Father, not just on Father's Day, but every day of life, has done for you and I through Jesus Christ our Lord. Oh, hallelujah. How can we not praise him, but only praise him from the depths of our being, from the inmost part of our soul? See, the psalmist wants to offer up his sacrifice of praise to God who has done so much for him. You see, the fact is, church, God deserves our praise. Hebrews 13, verse 15 says this, through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of our lips that openly profess his name. Continually, church, not when you and I feel like it. Not when you and I are maybe up for it, but continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise. We have to try and get back, to see through, even through our circumstances that we find ourselves in. And you and, you and I know because we have the scriptures, we can nearly write a, a very detailed life on David, couldn't we? His ups and his downs and his trials. And yet, and yet, church, he's coming to God the Father and he's he's expressing his praise from the inmost part of his being, regardless of what he's went through. We'll go on to verse two. Does that mean I have only three minutes? (laughs) Pastor Matt's giving it that. Oh, no. Right. Hang on to your seats because I have a lot of those. Right, okay. Right. The Lord's benefits. This is what it says. Forget not all his benefits. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. The problem is, we do. Don't we? We do. See, the original Hebrew verb translated forget means to lose memory. It means to lose remembrance of. But it can also mean to ignore. Oh, we don't want to do that, church. But David here in Psalm 103 is remembering himself and he's remembering us today. Oh, hallelujah. Of some of the benefits that we have received and still are receiving through Jesus Christ our Lord. Church, sometimes we make lists, don't we? We maybe make a food food shop list for Tesco's or Asda's, wherever you may shop. Or a things to do list for the day, don't we? Or we put reminders on our phone. Or we might write an appointment in in one of our calendars that's hanging up. That's so we don't forget. And David here, as we carry on through the psalm, it wasn't too bad, I got one first, but listen, you could do a sermon series in Psalm 3. But David here is is making a list. So he goes on then to, to speak about the benefits that he has in God. What you and I have today. See, today... As we read the psalm earlier, God forgives us of all our sins. And I have to go quickly because time is running out. God has forgiven us of all our sins. He has healed all our diseases. He has redeemed us from death. He crowns you and I with love and tender mercies. He fills our lives with good things. Our youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord's work 
the, the Lord works righteousness and judgment for all the oppressed. The Lord is compassionate. The Lord is gracious. The Lord is full of mercy. He is slow to anger. He is patient. Then it says in his mercy, the Lord holds back the punishment we deserve and pours out his unfailing love. The Lord is like a father to his children, tender and compassionate to those who fear him. This Father's Day, we have so much to give thanks for, don't we, church? Oh, we have so much to give thanks for. Church, every time we come into the presence of God, and that's my cue. See the way I just flowed right in there? Church, let's, let's just stand a wee minute as we come there close. I just want to encourage you this Father's Day. At this day on, that you and I Every time that we come into the presence of God, may it be in church, may it be in our quiet times at home when nobody's there, that you and I will bless the Lord from our depths of our soul. I can go on and talk about it. I got to the second verse. It wasn't bad. And I only skimmed over the benefits that we have in God the Father today. But that whole psalm talks about what we have in God. He has done so much for you and for me. Not just on Father's Day, because he's a good, good father. But every day of our lives, is it any wonder? Church, when you come through them doors, I just pray by the, by the work of the Holy Spirit, you and I, there'll be like a switch that gets flipped. And we come into the presence of God and we for, try to forget what's going on in our lives. Because believe, believe this, church, God wants to pour out his, his Spirit upon you. He wants to lift you up through your circumstances. He wants to rub shoulders with you. He wants to take you by the hand and lead you and guide you and direct you. But church, church if you switch off, you're not going to receive that. So with the scriptures this morning, as the psalmist is encouraging us, church, just come into his presence as I said and just offer up from the depths of your soul I can guarantee you your life will be changed forever forever church because in the forefront of your thoughts yes there's everything going on in the background and life is hard and you don't have to tell me that because I've experienced it and have a lot of experience to go through yet but church if we get that mindset like the psalmist and just come into his presence and forget not. Don't ignore what the Lord has done for you. Remember. And when the Holy Spirit brings that remembrance into your mind, wow. You'll just, you'll just not, you'll just not want to lift your hands, but you'll want to sing from your heart. Church, let's close our eyes in a word of prayer. We're going to sing. And the team is uh, kindly going to finish with it. Bless the Lord, O my soul. It's written uh, by a guy called Matt Redman while he was studying Psalm 103. And it goes on to say 10,000 reasons why we should, and more, why we should bless the Lord and praise the Lord. And it's just a wee glimpse of this songwriter's heart that 
he got when he was when he was studying Psalm 103. So let's just close our eyes in a word of prayer. Father God, we thank you for your time and your presence this morning. Thank you by your Holy Spirit, you've encouraged our hearts to praise you, Lord, but to praise you from the depths of our soul. And Lord, we give you all the praise, we give you all the glory, for you alone are worthy, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray.